And now for a segment called Just Something I've Noticed, brought to you by our friends at Motel 6. Just something I've noticed. We don't give enough credit to signs, and we really should. That sign over there tells you great French fries. That sign over there tells you this is your exit. And look at that legendary sign. It's the Motel 6 sign. It tells you a great night's rest at a great price. Book online at motel6.com. And use the code CPREDEYE to get 15% off your stay at Motel 6 or Studio 6. With almost 1,500 locations across the country, there's almost always a Motel 6 or Studio 6 nearby. Look for the signs. And truck parking is available at most locations. Enjoy a clean, comfortable room at a great price when you use the code CPREDEYE. That's the letter CP. Red Eye, all one word, for 15% off your stay at Motel6.com. That's a great deal. And that's just something I've noticed. Brought to you by Motel 6. Now, it's Red Eye Radio. Gary McNamara and Eric Harley talk about everything from politics to social issues and news of the day. Whether you're up late or you're just starting your day, welcome to the show from the Uniden America Studios. This is Red Eye Radio. All across America and around the planet, we are Red Eye Radio. He is Eric Carley and I'm Gary McNamara. Good morning. Let's see what's in the news. Oh, the Grammys last night. Uh, apparently, Annie Lennox won for her song, Ceasefire. Okay, maybe I got that wrong. Yeah. Oh, no, she s- shouted Ceasefire. Oh, Taylor Swift won everything. Did she shout it from the audience or on stage? Nah, she was on stage. She's in the balcony. (laughs) CBS producers allowed Annie Lennox to shout, cease fire from the stage during the live broadcast. Yeah. Well, to be clear, was anyone at the Grammys firing guns? I mean, I just assume that it's about (laughs) Israel and it's an anti-Israel you know, it's a position, it's a, a pro Hamas pro terrorist position. Yeah, but I but I shouldn't assume that. The new revolutionary songs are now pro fascist. Yeah, pro terrorist. Those right. would be the new revolutionary songs coming out of. Right. Exactly. Mainstream music, apparently. Right. That's right. God. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So there you go. Yeah. Uh, I heard that uh, uh, Joni Mitchell had a performance there. Okay. She was there. All right. So I saw the thing about Tracy Chapman because somebody redid her song and then she performed it with that artist. But this is only, I'm just seeing these things on social media. So, all right. Snore. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so there you go. So the, the Grammys are done. No sports over the weekend. Really? No. You know, not much going on because there's no football. And then after next week, there is no sports. I did see somebody post on social media. What? The NFL Pro Bowl is now flag football? <laughs> right. Yeah. Exactly. It's like, I could it's like, I don't care. You know, the NHL held their all-star game, too. Mm-hmm. And I guess the woman who sang the national anthem was dressed in, again, 
pro-Palestinian attire. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. But the, which is again the radicals aren't going to change. Which is again pro-Hamas, and uh, I just wonder how that. I wonder how you know uh, how does that go along with the NHL and the uh, their Pride Days? Well, because if you're pro Hamas, you can't be pro gay rights. Right, you can't be. No, and if you have any questions, you can ask Hamas about that. Yes, yes, they that. Yeah, you don't need to ask us. They will we're, tell you exactly. We're, how we're, they feel. we're not the ones who set the rules on that situation. No. Just amazing. Yeah, just shake your head. Radicals. So Seriously. the the uh, the border bill has come out, and uh, Republicans have said nope. We've gone through the points. The Republicans have questioned and said, no, that's a that's a, a no deal. You're probably going to hear the Democrats talk about all the great things that this would do, except the problem is we already have border laws that they are not enforcing. And what we see, there's too many outs in this preliminary looking at it. We haven't been able to read all 370 pages, but people that we trust uh, have put forth the important parts that uh, that Republicans have rejected immediately, mm-hmm. uh, which would basically be once the emergency happens, the HHS secretary has full discretion to do whatever basically uh, he or she wants. It would be he because that would be Mayorkas, who, again, has pathologically lied to the American public as to what's going on. And there's only a certain number of days that you can actually call the emergency the, the 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 president if there's an emergency and the emergency uh will be triggered by uh the average of 5000 uh over a 7 day period uh, average of 5000 per day or if in one day it goes above 8500 encounters nobody has defined encounters but that means people crossing the border which again is a no go right which again is exactly what they said wasn't in it but it is in it and they're simply saying well, the 5,000 is in it, but that doesn't mean that 5,000 come across. Well, then what does it mean? Yeah, what, what does it mean? If you have 5,000 encounters and you close down the border so nobody can get across, well, I mean, what does that what, just do that without the 5,000? And why would, yeah, why would that be a threshold if it, if it means, well, it doesn't mean they're going to come across. Then what does it mean? What does it mean, right. And, 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 and why do you need a threshold any terms of in terms of uh, anything that is actionable in this bill, enforceable, then why do you need a threshold of five thousand? What does it mean? If it doesn't, the whole point of it is people right. coming across. Because if if you if you want to if you want to pin Republicans to the wall, what you would say is that five thousand was completely false. It's zero. Right. It's zero, and then we want all these things, including, uh, you know, uh, uh, quicker, you know, quicker decisions on amnesty, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, more money to the. You see the amount of money, hundreds of millions, possibly billions, going to the NGOs who support, you know, the the migrants that are currently uh, in, you know, in the country. Right. And so, what happens right. to the migrants that are currently in the country? What happens to the millions that are in now that don't have a appointment for eight years do, do they get accelerated back up and you know within a six-month period because when you read a lot of the stuff you go okay okay that that's moving in the right direction that's moving well what's the enforcement for all of this and you see that the enforcement mechanism is still left up to the president 
Right. If he wishes to call an emergency, now over 5,000, they must call an emergency, but the president can call his own emergency to override the emergency, right. which he's already done. Done that. And they created the emergency this time based on them opening the border. Yeah. So, no. Sorry. Well, Gary, we have to start somewhere. Mm. Yep. And this isn't the where. Yeah. This isn't. Uh, yeah, we start at zero. Yeah, start at zero. Well, no, I mean, because, you know, for for that kind of mentality, and it, it it's way too prevalent these days. Well, we have to do something. Yeah. Enforce the law that's on the books. We don't need new legislation for anything. If you want to fund Israel, if you want to fund Ukraine, separate bills, clean Separate bills. And now for a segment called Just Something I've Noticed, brought to you by our friends at Motel 6. Just Something I've Noticed. There's a lot more yawning these days. Have you noticed that? Yeah. And the bad thing about yawning, it's contagious. Now, I'm not a scientist, but I do know that's true. You see somebody else yawn, all of a sudden, you got to yawn. Do you know what helps to curtail the yawning? How about a great night's rest at Motel 6? Book online at motel6.com. Use the code CPREDEYE to get 15% off your stay at Motel 6 or Studio 6. With almost 1,500 locations across the country, there's almost always a Motel 6 or Studio 6 nearby. And truck parking is available at most locations. Enjoy a clean, comfortable room at a price you will love when you use the code CPREDEYE. That's the letters CPREDEYE, all one word, for 15% off your stay at Motel 6 and help curtail the yawning. That's just something I've noticed. Brought to you by Motel 6. The next time you're on Interstate 80, stop in and see the folks at the Iowa 80 truck stop at exit 284 in Walcott, Iowa. They're always open and ready to serve you. Enjoy a sit-down meal at the Iowa 80 kitchen or grab a bite from one of their nine quick-serve restaurants. You'll love their clean restrooms, huge gift store, beautiful convenience store and of course the super truck showroom stocked with plenty of chrome lights and more while you're there don't forget to visit the iowa 80 trucking museum next door it's free the entire team at the iowa 80 is very excited to celebrate 60 years with you they look forward to being your home away from home for another 60 years sending you a giant thank you from iowa 80 the world's largest truck stop on I-80, exit 284 in Walcott, Iowa. Iowa 80. Iowa 80. Now, I think the Democrats thought that they probably could use this against the Republicans as a sledgehammer. I don't see how. No, I don't think uh, it, I, I don't, it, it, it yeah. flies in the face. And here's the problem. It does that because of the fact that this massive, massive, massive problem right now, this border crisis is affecting the liberals who write the stories in major cities like New York. They're seeing it firsthand in their cities. That's, it's a local problem for the liberal media journalists, so-called Because journalists. We, we saw the direction. We saw Langford justifying it. We read what he said earlier. Yeah. But this does this, this does this. It's like, yeah, but you're not addressing the 5,000. Right. That's those, those might be good things that people might consider, and you might be able to put some leverage on Republicans if you said 
We're closing the border, and now this is these are the things that we wish to do. There might be more willingness for some Republicans to compromise on what you do at that point if the border, they can guarantee that the border remains closed. And if you wish to have more visas, if you wish to do uh, things in some different way, that might be fine, or Republicans might be forced to agree with you and compromise. But if you don't say the border is closed and nobody gets across illegally, you're not going to get it from the Republicans, and you're not going to get the support from the American people. Well, and to Langford or anybody who would try and make that point, it's like saying, look at the tread on your tire. It's great. It's perfect. Yeah, but you're ignoring the hole in the tire, which made the tire flat. (laughs) But it's only a small part of it. It's the it's most a, important part of it. It's a big tire, and it's just a it's a very small the it's just tread, a very small diameter hole. The tread is looks great. You're ignoring that part. Langford saying that people are ignoring that part, while he's ignoring the biggest part of it, is part of the problem. Langford needs to be voted out of office. This needs to be done. Get out. Run as a Democrat. Good luck with that in Oklahoma. (laughs) Move to California and run as a Democrat. I mean, there is, because you cannot make that case. And for him to go, it's... That's the that's the gaslighting we get from this administration. That's the gaslighting we get from people on the left. Now, now here's where he goes. The border emergency authority has been the most misunderstood or maybe just this is from Langford mm-hmm. misrepresented parts of the bill. Some people have said it would mean 5000 people a day are coming into the country every day. That's absurd and untrue. Listen to how he explains this. The emergency mm-hmm. authority is not designed to let 5000 people in. It is di- designed to close the border and turn 5000 people around then you don't need the 5,000 number. You can do that with all of them. Zero. You, do, you, you turn you do everybody zero. around. So you're saying 4,000 then can come in. Right. It doesn't reach 5,000. 4,999 4, 4, can come in. 5,000 at 5,000 we turn. Well, but it's it's a running seven days. Average. And that's another big problem with this. But it doesn't need to be 5,000. No, close the border, and then you can you can you can try to sell the American public and blunt the Republicans with everything else that you put in. One rule applies to all. It doesn't make sense at all where he says that the emergency authority is not to let five thousand people in. It's designed to close the border and turn those five thousand people around. No, it's but you, not. But you can't do it at four thousand. You right. can't do it at three thousand. Right. You can't do it at two thousand. Why five thousand? Right. Why that number? Are you saying it's an arbitrary number? No, he's lying. Or he himself doesn't understand the way the bill's written. It's not designed to turn them around if it hits 5,000. It's like you said. Okay, then 4,999. That's my new number, Mr. Langford. Just amazing. Yeah, just it's like why the five thousand? It, it, it just gets it just, it just gets worse. 
I know. Well, it's exactly what leadership in the House said. This is worse than we thought it was. And so, and maybe that's because they're not extending welfare for non-citizens, as you pointed out during a break earlier. I'm reading the comments. Oh, my gosh. I'm reading the comments <laughs> to Langford. Yeah. They aren't pleasant. I'm guessing they're not. Matt Gates is actually one of the first ones <laughs> comment. He goes, just take the L. <laughs> the loss is what it means. Right, yeah, exactly. Just take the loss. Yeah. Wow. No, I mean, if you and, want and, to. And we haven't even got to, we haven't even got to the, uh, uh, you know, the, uh, the, the money for Ukraine. Right, yeah, right, exactly. Yeah. Nope, no more of this. No more of this garbage on this bill. Three bills. Border bill, Ukraine bill, Israel funding bill. All separate and all very different from what they say now. You don't need the 5,000. No, we're turning them back. We're not going to let them in. You're turning them back if it reaches 5,000. And as you point out, Okay, less than 5,000. 4,500? Where's your threshold? I'll tell you what mine is. It's zero. 86690 Red Eye. This morning's USDA Farm Report is brought to you by Howes Products. Tested, trusted, guaranteed since 1920. Regarding snowpack accumulations, several mountain ranges of the West have benefited from atmospheric rivers this winter. USDA meteorologist Brad Rippey says water equivalency in those areas range anywhere from 100 to 140 percent of average. However, we have some concerns, especially in the north. El Nino-driven dryness across the northern Rockies and adjacent areas has led to subpar snowpacks that are most acute across western Montana. Which means concerns for east-facing rivers such as the Missouri that depend on eastern rocky snow runoff for water. There's also an area stretching from the Sierra Nevada into parts of the southwest, namely Arizona, where we've had either a lack of storminess, unusual warmth, or a combination of both limiting snowpack accumulations. As well as below normal snowpack so far for the Sierra Nevada, which provides much of California's irrigation and municipal water. I'm Rod Bain reporting for the U.S. Department of Agriculture in Washington, D.C. This report brought to you by Cenex Fuels and Loops. Get in touch with Red Eye Radio, toll free at 866-90-RED-EYE. It's Red Eye Radio. He's Eric Carley and I'm Gary McNamara. I'm reading this here about driver C, a return of the 0% car loan mm. with longer terms in quarter four. The share of new vehicle sales with zero APR financing ticked up to 2.3% of sales during the fourth quarter from 1.1% in the previous quarter. The increase also came at the average term length of 54.3 months up 9.5 months 
from the third quarter and the highest term length since 2021 when 7.1% of loans featured 0% APR at an average term length of 56.8 months. Hmm. On the surface, car financing appears to be following the harsh trend line of the past few years with average monthly payments and down payments reaching all-time highs for new vehicles. But there are some very encouraging signs as we kick off 2024 when considering the makeup of deals in the latter half of Q4. Incentives are slowly coming back as inventory improves. Most consumers are looking for low APRs with longer loan terms. Wow. Hmm. So the growth in those loans is helping to lure customers who have been sitting out due to uh, adverse financing and pricing conditions. What's it going to be? I mean, how 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 far are loans going to go out? I mean, to do an average is one thing. You know, because we've heard of the, what, the 70-month loans, the 80-month loans? Oh, 72, 80, 80. which would the next one would be 84. Wow. Yeah. I think they're doing 84. But the problem with that is, you know, <laughs> you're going to be underwater. The buyer is going to be underwater. And if they don't keep that car until it's paid off, then wherever they decide to trade that in, that negative equity, the balance of what they owe on that, uh, you know, on that is going to go, um, you know, to the next loan. That's good. That's the problem is that you have that over and over and over again until the point that, well, you can't afford anything. Almost one in five hmm. are now paying $1,000 a month for Whoa. the vehicle. Wow. Closing at 17.9% in the fourth quarter, an increase from 175 in the previous quarter. And that's where the direction is going. It's not going the opposite way. No, no, not at all. Well, I mean, you know, the, the number one question there when you step onto a car lot, Hey, where do you where do you need your payments at? Hey, where do you where do you want your payments? They don't like people who are cash buyers. A lot of us older folks are cash buyers. They don't like that at all. And this is why. There's a lot of money to be made in the financing part of it. You're listening to Red Eye Radio from the Uniden America Studios. He's Eric Carly, and I'm Gary McNamara. Download our Red Eye Radio app today and listen when and where you want. You know, I know that uh, they didn't hold, I don't believe, any type of uh, daily press briefing on uh, on Friday. I just wonder if anybody will ask Corrine Jean-Pierre, whenever they get back together again, and say, by the way, Biden keeps saying that his son, Bo, you know, implying or saying his son died in Iraq. Right. In a war. That didn't happen. Does the president know how his son died? And should this make us worry about his cognitive abilities? Well, 
look, it's not stopping. He keeps saying the same thing. And as you mentioned, either implying or has said outright that he died in Iraq. And the fact of the matter is, is that when you're saying that to um, especially new Gold Star families, and they know it's not true, it's one thing to be relatable. It's another to want to make it about yourself. And that's a fine line in a situation like that. It would be very okay to say, I'm very sorry for your loss. As a parent who has outlived one of his children, I know there is great pain. And we will keep you in our thoughts and prayers during this time of grief. It's okay to say that. But if you're lying about the nature of how you're or implying that the nature of how your child died is different. Then you're trying to make it about you. That's not trying to be relatable. And that's pathetic. Absolutely pathetic. And. And it's not, it's not going to stop. It, you know, I just wonder when the press is finally going to say, look, he continues on this over and over again. But well, I, after he canceled after he canceled the, the Super Bowl interview, I just went, there's, there's no way he's ever doing a debate. There's, with Trump. It, there's just no I, way. You know, and, 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 you know, it's interesting because he's still doing the campaigning. He's still out there um, going against the advice of Van Jones at CNN. Um, but. He's still out there, but you don't put him, you don't do a one-on-one interview. I mean, I can see them doing a a very special one-on-one with Dr. Jill Biden. Well. But not Joe. And those are the, you know, it's an election year. They were able to, under the uh, cloud of COVID, they were able to hide him in the basement in 2020. And now while they're, while they're not really hiding him in the basement, it's about as close as they can get. We got to get him out there. We got to get him out there. Keep him active. Show that he's out there, but don't really let him too close. And if he does get too close to the media, make sure he's standing right next to a very loud helicopter. You know, he said the other day, I mean, the thing, I mean, it's just, it's bizarre. I mean, he said the other day, I think it was in Vegas, he said that uh, debt cancellation is free. Right. That the debt can just, you know, nobody, right. you know. I just this, this, write it, it off. <laughs> that's exactly. <laughs> he took the Kramer approach. Exactly. The Seinfeld episode, uh, uh, again, uh, that we create, we've created 15 million new jobs and that he isn't for abortion on demand. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So somebody has to ask him, then what are you for? Then what? And, and, he, and he blurted out, you know, Roe v. Wade said three trimesters. So you believe then after three trimesters, it should be against the law? Some, the left's going to ask ask him these because he says these things and the left is going to question him on that one. Right. 
wait a minute, you just, so you're for, you think abortion should be illegal after the third trimester? He backed himself in, into a corner there. You just never know what he's going to say or when he's going to wander off from the teleprompter or it's that his staff is just as clueless. Well, the third and, trimester is the full, is, is, is up to birth. Second trimester. I yeah, think, okay. Is what yeah. he meant, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sorry, I've, yeah, <laughs> I didn't. I hadn't done my math. Third, third trimester <laughs> yeah, is yeah. full term, um, but that's but th- those are the things that right. You know, you look Thank at, you, and that's why it's tried. <laughs> but no, but the reason I say that. <laughs> Thank you. The reason I say that is because mm-hmm. you have people on the left that are okay with abortion up until birth. I think I think uh, the majority of I mean, the reason I didn't flinch, I mean, when you said that is that you have you have people on the left that are okay with abortion up until birth. And so if he's out there saying, no, I'm all right. Or if he if he made a gaffe on, you know, on something like that, it wouldn't be shocking at all. But he here's the thing you, you point out, if he's drawing the line at the second trimester, then those people on the far left aren't going to be with him. So you're saying abortion is wrong. Right. And at some point, it's not her choice. It's it's not about her body. You notice that 99% of Democrats will not answer that question. Right, they won't. And we have said that's where the, the victory for the pro-life movement is the fact that the majority of Americans, even the majority of women when polled, do not believe in abortion till, uh, on demand till birth. Right. Right. They don't. Right. And I know because I've had the conversations. And, and it's interesting how the women that I have had a discussion with since the, the uh, Dodd's decision way back in 2022, when mm-hmm. I first started having discuss, and every single woman who has asked me about it because it was interesting because I was up in Buffalo a couple of times then even down here well it's a terrible decision I go why yeah why and I said what did that what did they do and she said well they they uh, reverse Roe v Wade so uh abortion is uh ab- abortion is illegal I go not necessarily no I go what they actually did was, do you know what they, she, I said, oh, I, asked, I I set them up. Do you believe what they did was fascist? Yes, because they took away that right. I go, well, what did they say? Did you actually look at the decision? Go, what they said was, it's up to the United States, the constitutional republic, mm. to decide through their elected representatives when life begins. Right. We don't get to make that decision. Right. The last Supreme Court that made that decision, they erred. They don't get to decide when life begins. You do through your elected representatives. So what you've been being told by the Democrats is the complete reverse. Yeah. If you're looking, if you're going to use the F word, fascist, Mm. you use that towards the Supreme Court that passed Roe v. Wade. Yeah. Not the ones that said no that's bad law right the people of the united states get to do that but the other thing that i said is an advancement and i don't think a lot of pro-lifers uh under you know haven't re- even realized it is that because it's like well 
we're losing so much, we're losing so much. You may lose in some states, yes, but you're winning the long-term argument. Mm. And that is a majority of people don't want it, they believe. And every woman I talked to that said they were furious about the decision believed that I said, I said, they said, it's about our body. Mm. We can do whatever we want with our body. And I said, well, then fine, you're for abortion till demand or on demand till birth. Well, no, no, no. Mm-hmm. Well, what do you mean? And it was different. 15 weeks, 20 weeks, you know, second trimester, whatever. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. they were throwing out different. Mm-hmm. I said, so after that, it should be illegal. Yes. I go, well, then it's not about your body. Right. It's about when you believe a human being is created. Right. And so at that point, since a majority of people aren't for abortion till birth, that's where you have to work at. The question has been from the beginning. Where do you believe life begins? That's it. Yeah. And they can't, they don't want to touch that question. No. And you don't say, no. will not, all right, fine, you don't believe it till, till when? And then they'll change the, every single one of them. Well, very few. You know, you may have some radical, uh, you know, on the on the far left say abortion till birth. Mm-hmm. Most Democrats don't want ninety nine percent of Democrats in Congress don't want to touch that. Right. And there's a reason. Yep. So finally, shrinkflation. Oh, boy. There it was. Uh, Wall Street Journal sh- uh, shrinkflation is in the air online and everywhere else. Uh, and it said, in case you missed the White House memo, the U.S. economy is fantastic. It's never been better. Stock prices and jobs are booming. Inflation and mortgage rates are falling. Happy days are here again. Yet many Americans remain unhappy. What gives? Inflation. Yeah. And she goes, and the government measures of inflation don't fully reflect rising prices. Sure, headline inflation is getting closer to the Fed's 2% target. But those statistics can be deceiving. Of course they can. Shrinkflation, paying the same price for noticeably smaller quantities of the same thing, isn't appearing only in the grocery aisle. It's everywhere. Americans may be paying around the same prices they did a year ago, but they are often getting less for it. Hmm. They go, take airline fares. Because I always talk about this when they go, airline fares are down. I go, no, they're not. I fly all the time. Uh, take airline fares, which the Labor Department Consumer Price Index shows fell 9.4% during 2023. That sounds nice, right? Mm-hmm. Until you consider the calculation weighs the lowest available fare for a trip, typically offered by budget airlines, which require customers to pay more to bring a carry-on and select a seat in basic economy. Flyers also get less legroom and charges for beverages or snacks. Budget airlines have been slashing their fares to attract more customer. The legacy carriers have also been increasingly unbundling their prices to compete. Hmm. That's why you'll have to pay a $50 extra if you don't want to be assigned to seat 32B plus $30 more for a carry-on. Some Americans may like uh, differentiated prices, but most don't like paying more for the same services they're used to getting as part of a ticket cost, which is so, so true. Yep. Yeah. You know, and they talk about because I I've noticed that because I, you know, I. Uh, I get because I've flown so much, whatever seat I want, I really get outside of first class. Right. But I can yeah. still get upgraded for that. But I get it for free because I've flown so many miles. If I didn't, I'd have to pay for it. And then yeah, the, right. the the basic economy one, which is they assign you to the seat and everything mm-hmm. else. Mm-hmm. 
and, and then you have to pay extra for everything else. Right. And so it's like they're giving you that lowest level seat. But I would say that um, in the last year for me, I'm going to guess probably about 12, 13 percent. Mm. My airline costs have gone up. Mm. So yeah. when they say 9.4 percent, I go, not mine. Right. It's like my airline for years have said, you know, they even did it again. Look at the sale prices to Buffalo. Say there's never been a sale price to Buffalo ever, <laughs> ever from yeah. American Airlines, oh, wow. and they've been telling me that for 25 years. Yeah, look for the sale prices. We got great deals. I go, no, you don't. Right. I fly all the time, which means what do I do every day? I check airline prices almost every single day. Right. Every single because I fly. You, you want know, to make sure you can book the best yep, deal. Fifteen times a year I'm flying, so right. that means when I make another flight, yeah, I got the flight for a couple of weeks from now, and I'm making the flight to see Dad on his birthday in early April, and then I'm looking for other flights down. So I'm constantly checking, so I know. Right. Most people don't do that, though. Most people don't fly that much. By the way, I saw something over the weekend. I believe it was Wall Street Journal that had the story about people who get the like the credit cards that aren't tied directly to your. You know, I have a credit right. card that's tied directly to American, yeah. but like a Capital One card and other cards that have these and you can book any airline. They say that if you're doing that through the benefit of your card carrier and you're booking through with those points, you often are overpaying as opposed to booking direct. Oh, okay. the, the, well. What they will charge you overall for the flight is higher, which means you have to use more points to do it. So that was an interesting story over the weekend. I'll have to check that out. Yeah. 86690 Red Eye. We'll be right back with more Red Eye Radio with Eric Harley and Gary McNamara. It's Red Eye Radio. He's Eric Harley and I'm Gary McNamara. I'm really, 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 really looking forward how the Democrats try to justify this uh, border bill, especially the Republicans in the Senate, like Langford, because well, Langford said the 5,000 was being misinterpreted initially and then came out yesterday and said, no, no, the 5,000 at the border encounters mean we can turn 5,000 people back, not that right. we allow 5,000 in. Right. Well, then why do you have That's the 5,000? garbage. Then why do you have the 5,000 5, in 5, there to begin with? Right. Why, why is there, why is there this, this random number that was in there a week ago that's still in there today. What does that mean? Right. Why is that in there? Why isn't it zero? He can't answer he that can't question. He can't answer that question. This is Red Eye Radio on Westwood One. Every story eventually comes to an end. This June, hear the final episode of Season 2 of the hit podcast series, In the Red Clay, Durham. In the Red Clay tells the unbelievable true story of Billy Sunday Burt, the most dangerous man in Georgia history. In the podcast that people are calling riveting, incredibly moving, captivating, and addicting. Binge Seasons 1 and 2 of In the Red Clay now, wherever you listen. 
Hey guys, welcome to the Candy Valentino Show. I'm Candy Valentino. I was a founder before I could legally order a drink. And for more than two and a half decades, I've built, scaled, acquired, and exited multiple businesses in diverse industries. Now my goal is to help you by sharing the knowledge that I've learned, the mistakes that I've made, and the wisdom that I've developed over my journey. Bi-weekly episodes every Monday and Thursday. The Candy Valentino Show, wherever you listen.